The views, opinions, and content of the show hosts and their guests appearing on America's Web Radio are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the station. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Know your ears. Do not deceive me. If you're still tuned in to the America's Web Radio, this is Victor Armendariz. Uh, sitting in real quick for... Uh, Roger B. with Locked and Loaded. This is the Locked and Loaded show. Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to talk about guns, 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 guns. I love guns. Love them. Uh, Roger B. Is a, has been a little bit detained, not by an officer. I don't think. I don't think. Um, he's on his way. So as soon as Roger B. makes it to the studio, he will be sitting in this seat. I will move. I will give way to the king of guns. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, if you haven't listened to Roger B., you need to make sure you need to mark this show on whatever podcast platform you use, the Locked and Loaded show. Uh, listen, I, I have had the privilege to know Roger B. for a long, 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 long time. We've known each other since we were kids. Um, he is a walking, talking encyclopedia for guns. There's not I there's not a person on this planet that could stump Roger B with a gun question, I promise. And and if you want to make it a personal challenge, then you uh email Roger, Roger at americaswebradio.com. Email him and try to stump him. Try to stump him or email me and I'll stump I'll try to stump him on air for you. Uh in fact, if you want to make sure that Roger doesn't look anything up, you email me, Victor at AmericasWebRadio.com, or you contact us live during the show. Look, we will take phone calls. We don't take a lot, but we will. You call up this show during the Locked and Loaded show, and you try to stump Roger, and I guarantee you won't do it. And if you do do it, we'll send you a flag or something. We'll send you something from the station. Um, but you're not gonna, you're not gonna, you're not gonna stump uh, Roger B on guns. You're just not. Um, he he is truly, truly the uh, walking, talking botanical encyclopedia, if there ever was one, on guns. Now I doubt that the uh, government power that be, the the elected uh, establishment can, uh, candidates around this country would would allow Botanica Encyclopedia to come out with an issue on guns. I doubt they would allow that. But anyway, um, well, hopefully they would. I you never know. But, uh, but this is the locked and loaded show, folks, with Roger B. And Roger B. is a little bit detained. He will be here, uh, soon. So I, Victor Armendariz, will entertain you for a few. And you know, I had a great comment. In fact, <laughs> I talked about this pizza joint on my show, uh, just, just a little while ago that I went to last night. It's a pizza joint called Gala's uh, in Atlanta. And, uh, one of the other things that we talked about were, were guns. Uh, guns, guns, guns. Uh, one of the staff members, he knows that I carry, and he was asking me for a, a recommendation on holsters. And I was only too happy to give him a recommendation. I, I use uh, a multitude of, of holsters. I, I like to have more of the thin holsters, but I like to have the, the holsters where the gun clicks in because if, if I'm in a situation where I'm, I have to run, uh, I have to dive, I have to get take cover, I don't want the risk of the gun coming out of my holster. So they're very, 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 very important when you're going to look. It's like I tell motorcycle riders, new new motorcycle riders, don't skimp out and go buy a, a helmet that's on sale. We're talking about your brain. Don't go to Facebook Marketplace and buy a used helmet. We're talking about your brain. So when you're looking for a holster, when you're concealed carry and you're carrying because you're your, you are your first line of defense – then you better put some investigation and go talk to people. Do do your work. Do your homework on finding a proper holster because it can make all the difference in the world. You don't want to be that guy. Democrats that, can buy a used helmet, though. Yeah, right. 
Oh, Roger. That ain't right, Roger. That ain't right. Roger just, Roger B just arrived at the studio. So I'm going to make way for him here in a second, but he did just say the Democrats, you can buy helmets, used helmets on uh, Facebook Marketplace because you don't have much to protect. <laughs> oh, that's just ain't right, Roger. But, uh, Oh, right. Well, yes, that's true too. <laughs> so producer Brett just said that soccer players play soccer without a cup. <laughs> okay, liberal. We'll go there. Uh, because they don't have much to protect. Damn. That's just, that's not right, Brett. Not right. All right. Um, so Roger, I'm going to make way. I was talking about concealed. Uh, it, it just so happens that last night I had a cuss, a, uh, a, I went to a pizza joint and one of the staff members asked me, what do I recommend for carry holster? Oh, for, nice. for if I'm concealing and carrying, what do I use? And, uh, so I was just talking about how important that is. People may think, oh, I'll get any holster, but it really is important because you don't want to be, was it an FBI guy that was un- unholstering and shot himself in his foot because he was unholstered his gun improperly or something like that? Well, there was an FBI guy who was dancing at a wedding. Okay. And his gun fell out onto the dance floor. Ah, well, there you go. So you had an FBI agent dancing at a wedding, and he fell, uh, and his gun came out of his holster. Because what did I just tell you guys? Why I care about holsters is because if I have to run, if I have to dive, if I have to take cover, I don't want to worry about my gun coming out of the holster unless I get it out of the holster. Right. And it depends on how what, what you do. If you're sitting in a car all day, get something that's comfortable. Exactly. If you're standing up all day, get something that's comfortable. You know, it's funny, Roger. We had that conversation last night because one of the reasons he was asking me is because he said he drives a lot. And, and when he's driving, he's, it's just annoying. He's, he's having trouble with his, with, with what he carries now because of the holster. Right. And I told him, you will change your life by You're going to end up getting holster. 10 different holsters till you find the one you really, really hundred like. percent. <laughs> Which is why I said, Roger, before you got here, I use a multitude of holsters for that reason. Now, a holster you can buy used. No problem. Oh, yeah, absolutely. No problem there. No problem. So, all right, folks, listen, I'm going to leave you with Roger B. He's taking over. Go for it. He's coming right now. Okay, I promise. Yeah, yeah, I'm here. I'm here. Don't worry. Oh, it's all on. It's all on. I'm on point. On point. <laughs> on point with Roger B. <laughs> yes, on and I apologize for being late, but there was apparently closures in the roads due to flooding. Oh, I, I, we're, I we're down in the Atlanta area. <laughs> yeah, I was almost in. I, I had to go around that too, Roger. And, and apparently, these uh, these storms are dumping quite the. Quite the amount of rain. Now, I didn't see any water when snow. I looked down the closed road, yeah, I didn't but either. and they're people coming the other way, the other direction, no problem. I noticed that. I don't know, but the cop was standing there. The barricade was up. He was yeah. playing on his phone, so he didn't change his. He yeah. didn't fix anything. I but almost. Yeah. I drove the truck today, and I almost pulled up and said, "I can make it." How deep is that water? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but you know, they wouldn't let me go. That's right. Yeah, but you're right. Holsters are extremely important, and. You know, get recommendations from as many people as you can, but you're still going to end up with several holsters more than likely for different scenarios. Right, absolutely. You're depending on how you're dressed, what you're doing, if you're sitting for long periods of time, if you're standing up a lot, all those factors are going to make a difference. And your body type. Hmm. My fat ass can't carry a front holster like that, you know, in the front like that, an abdomen right. carry. Not well. if I'm sitting down at all. Yeah. And I prefer outside the waistband, even though it prints more. Right. It just for me, it's more convenient than having to pull I, from inside my uh, oh man my I, package there. I agree a hundred percent. And and uh, you're talking and, about well, this is this was yeah. not a holster issue, but there was an Atlanta police officer having a safety talk with students in a school. <laughs> oh gosh! And he pulled his gun out, was showing, and he ended up shooting himself in the leg in, the in leg. front of the students. 
I remember that, Roger. Now, see, that could be a situation where because of the type of holster, it just might be the way that he grabbed the gun. Because clearly he grabbed it by the trigger. But maybe this holster Apparently. just wasn't secure enough. Or he enough was showing he... the gun. He just had his finger. It's like, oh, my God. But he, he handled it really well. He didn't panic. He didn't scream. He just kind of <laughs> said, I got to go. I got to go. He tucked his gun back in. He walked out of the room. And then all the students are looking around like, did he just shoot himself in the leg right in front of us during a safety? Oh, my gosh. During a safety time? Talk? Yep. In front of kids in a school. I know. Boy, the like, liberals ooh. must have went berserk with that. I'm surprised they didn't try to disarm all cops after that. Yeah. Oh, they if you probably did. Even cops have to leave their gun at the door when they go to oh, a school. Oh, my goodness. That's just insane. It was silly. I, can you, you imagine know, being that cop? I got the go. Yeah. I mean, he, he handled it well. He didn't panic. He didn't instill panic anybody. And all the students were So at least there. some of his training worked. Yeah. I mean, I don't know exactly. I saw the video years ago. I don't remember exactly what happened, but he was showing the gun or something. And yeah, somehow, I I, if know, I remember correctly, it was when he pulled it out of his holster. Yeah. He was unholstering it and shot himself. And it was just, oh, it was crazy because I was like, oh, damn. Yep. But yeah, that was, uh, that was quite the incident. Now granted, people have accidents all the time. No one is a hundred percent safe. But if you double check and triple check, you're gonna have less issues with things like that if you're just extra careful. Cause that's someplace you do not want to have even one mistake if you can possibly avoid it. Yeah. Oh, I have a question. I just story today. You know, Illinois just passed this law where now mm-hmm. you have to register weapons that they consider "quote unquote" assault weapons. Oh, Any military assault. style, and they're 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 guessing there's about two and a half to three million in the state. And so far, I think sixteen thousand people have registered their guns mm. before the time ran out in January. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> so non-compliance is running rampant in Illinois. Now, this is interesting, though. A lot of the um, law enforcement officers, sheriffs and deputies and stuff, are saying, we're not going to actively enforce this. Excellent. But I'm thinking, okay, what's the first thing a sheriff or deputy does when they either get elected or go accept a job? What do they do when they go take take an well, office? They're supposed to take an oath. Right. And that oath generally includes... The Constitution. Right. I will defend the Constitution <laughs> they, from yes. all... In, so, are I think they're doing the right thing. They're, they're 100% doing the right thing, and we need more sheriffs and more officers... To stand to, up to... To stand up for the Constitution. Unconstitutional yeah. laws. But lawmakers don't seem to care about the Constitution anymore. Not a bit, especially if they're Democrats. Especially, well, the liberals in particular yeah. tend to push things more that way. Like just the fact that they're forcing you to register a weapon that is not illegal in not any illegal. way. Not illegal. Not illegal for you to have. You have a clear and concise right to That's have. Right. But yet they want to charge they you with tax. They want imagine, you to register this. Imagine if they taxed speech. Or they registered oh, yeah. speech. Yeah. Okay. So now, if you have a if you have a Facebook account, anytime you make a comment, you have to have a registered permit in order to comment on anything yeah, on social imagine media. That. Imagine if you get taxed imagine. on your free speech, or not even taxed, just mm-hmm. had to have a permit just, to do it. Just had to, which is a tax because they would charge you to get the. I'm permit. sure they probably charge you something. Yeah, but uh, it's just. But imagine that. Imagine. Imagine you, you have to have a permit before you're allowed to have a social media account. Before you're allowed to comment on anything on the internet or make a comment in public to anybody who's a, an official, in, a, in an official capacity of anything, you must have a permit in order to have free speech. Right. Yeah. Oh, but that's, oh, it's in the Constitution. It's protected. So is it's the Second like, Amendment. And the Second Amendment is, as I mentioned this earlier, Roger, probably the most concise 
to the point. Unconfused. Right. Yeah, there is no ambiguity to what the Second Amendment says. But they apparently just don't care now. No, they don't. They so don't because they, been, they just don't care. It's like I said before, after 2020, they've been so emboldened because so many of you people out there traded, traded your rights and your liberty. You traded it for security. Right. Because you let a bunch of bozo politicians put the fear <laughs> of God in you about a flu. That's right. That was brought over from China. Yeah, so. and Fauci had something to do with it. Now and, apparently he's under investigation. That Fauci's a dirtbag. How come when Fauci is coming in, I just saw this the other day when he was going to the Capitol, how come he gets security and he's he was flanked by U.S. marshals to protect him? Well, because he's... He, he, this guy, he's is not the, a nice guy. This guy was the highest paid government worker in the country. I think he could afford his own damn protection. Well, you know, I think that nobody who is anti-gun rights should be allowed to have taxpayer protection of any armed protection. Uh, amen to that. If you don't believe in amen. it, if you don't believe regular people should be having then guns, you don't then get you it. don't it's get them. A, you want to have oh, them, man. buy them on your own. But Absolutely. You can't, you can't have anything that's not legal in that yes. state or zone that you're in. That's right. Regardless of that your That goes right along with my motto, you first. That's right. So every time a Democrat tells you they want to do something to you, you just look at them and say, you first. You want to give the guns up? So, Fine. Exactly. So, Set an example. This this a, this a hole Newsom in California who wants to ban everything, then his security team cannot have what he bans. So if he's telling you you can only have five bullets, then his team gets five bullets. Yeah, but he if, thinks I he's mean, royalty. Oh, he thinks he's better than you. He sat right in front of Sean Hannity and basically said he was better than everybody else. I know, uh, and yet people will still vote to, and they'll vote for him. I so know. they'll basically, so basically, what's going to happen is we're going to end up with a monarchy again. Yeah. And people are going to vote the kings into office. Yeah, they are. They are. This country, we fought and bled to to not have a king. Now the Democrat Party is actively trying to get and us. And they're going to get us to well, vote one it's, in. It's authoritarian. And we're going to elect a king to office and go, oh, yes, yeah. bow down before yeah. the king that we yeah. elected to office. Anyway, oh, my God. And Democrats would love it. They oh would my God, love yes. to subjugate. Listen, they subjugate people every day. They, these people just don't know it. I mean, if you're yeah. dependent, if you're dependent on government handouts, you have been subjugated by the government. Right. You are receiving these rights. Rights. <laughs> but if you don't do as they say, they take your rights away. Yeah. Oh, it's just crazy. The fact that people actually act like this and think politicians are that high above them, that they believe the politicians yep. are entitled to more rights than they are. Yep. That they're willing to give these rights away to the politicians who would gladly suck up every bit of anything they can get as far as privilege, entitlement, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, to be above the regular peasants. Yes. They, they're, they're the, and that's the thing, Roger. They, we are the peasants and the elitists that, that we elect, they're, they're just better than everybody. Yeah. And, and it's just crazy. It's like the lady, what's her name? The lady recently passed away in California, the Paul, uh, Diane uh, Feinstein. Feinstein. Yeah. She's had a gun permit for mm-hmm. decades. Yep. Why? Because she was a politician. Because she was a politician. But she voted against every law that allowed citizens, citizens of California to, to carry yep. Weapons, which is yeah. just, and now the judges are trying to shoot that down. The judges actually said that the law that California passed that restricted carry areas is unconstitutional and can't be enforced. Excellent. So then they tried to enforce it anyway, and now mm. they've been sued again, and there's been a permanent injunction put against enforcement of that particular law. Good. 
even though they went against the the judge's wow. ruling and tried to pass a law that did exactly what he said you could do. It's unbelievable. They're just, I mean, it's well, crazy. It's it's again, it's it's where these these judges hopefully have the courage to stand with the Constitution, and we need voters with the courage to throw these idiots out of office. I mean, yeah. they they elected Newsom twice. And now they're complaining again. Well, you voted for the idiot, so twice. don't complain. Yeah, twice. Don't Isn't complain to me. Pelosi's nephew or something. Don't live there. Uh, something like that. Cousin He's related nephew. somehow. I'm not yeah, sure. Yeah, to Pelosi, and he's um, he may be the golden child if at, uh, Biden doesn't the, again. It's just ridiculous, and I get sick of hearing people complain because they voted for the idiot. Yeah, twice. Right. Yeah, so and you'd think that, California would learn by now. You would think they're never going to learn, and, but, and and honestly. The the people who 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 vote against them, the the any conservative voter, they're leaving California. Yeah, they I mean, are once leaving again the other the other day once again California led the way with the number of U hauls leaving the state. But unfortunately, most of those people leaving will not change the way they vote. Well, see, that's the thing. What we're starting to see, at least, there's some anecdotal evidence that many of these people aren't the 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 libtards. It's the it's the conservatives leaving. Right, the conservatives well, that are because there are conservatives. You look at places all like over Colorado, 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 Colorado got California. <laughs> yeah, they did, but they got California before all this craziness. They just people were like, "Oh, we want to live free in the in the, in the cold mountains, and the, the nice weather." And but we want to vote for liberal and laws. They were going to vote for liberal. Yeah, they turned Boulder, Colorado they used into to be, a hellhole. They used to be one of the most liberal states. I mean, not liberal states, but most, I guess, free states well, when it came to gun state. rights. They still. I, they, they are to a certain extent, have, but they're getting uh, more and more restrictive yeah, on the, the gun rights. People are allowing these Democrats to take over, and they're getting more restrictive. And and here's the problem: by the time they allow these idiots to screw Colorado up, it's going to be too late. And those people and are going to move to the next state and, and screw it up. Do, exactly. And then they're going to screw it up. People are going to have to realize that but you know these people are coming. They're going to come to your state and they're going to mess it up. Yeah. They're going to start by turning it purple. That's and why then it's going to go blue. That's why Texas has signs that say "Don't California our Texas." That's right. But, but you know what? The numbers are starting to show that uh, Florida and Texas are actually becoming more conservative. So that's a good sign. Right. Or just, it's more, just let's hope you know, it holds. I guess liberal is not the right word because I'm a libertarian. I, don't I believe think liberal, in liberty. You know, it's funny. I talked I about that last week, Roger. They shouldn't be called liberals. I liberals have liberal actually believe tendency, in choice. Yeah. Liberals believe in choice and freedom. They're not liberals. They're authoritarian socialists. Democrats. Yeah. They're, they're socialists. Definitely. Pure and simple. I mean, it's funny because yeah. they, oh, we're going to make socialism work this time. I love hearing that. Yeah. Oh, did you oh, see yeah. there's an interview with a guy and he was saying he was a climate change nut job? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And he was talking about how to stop. Well, what will we do? He goes, well, we've got to start fa- stop farming right away. <laughs> yeah. Because farming is the number one contributor yeah. to how global you, warming. Well, it's also the number one contributing to your health. To food. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the food just appears out of the sky. It's, it's the number one contributor to you living. It's like the fact that he didn't know that. I was like, oh my God. And he was, because he was breathing. <laughs> He was standing. He wasn't right. in a coma. He wasn't in a coma. He wasn't he was a dementia. Speaking, speaking he wasn't a dementia age. He was a listen. AOC up there in New York thinks the same thing. She thinks they just food magically appears we, in her supermarket. We have supermarkets. We don't need farmers anymore. It's like oh my. You had Stacey Abrams in Georgia yeah. telling farmers they don't need to exist anymore. Right. I mean, I was telling like, people not to go into farming is what she was basically saying. Right. Let's not feed people. So, Let's just do something. What are we going to do instead? And the last time I checked, Stacey Abrams likes to eat. 
Yeah, she would be the first one to suffer. Where is her food going to come from? <laughs> the, the, so, soil and yeah. green. Yeah, they're going to now. Yeah, we import everything else from China. We're going to get their crappy food too. Yeah, apparently so. Oh, so you want dog meat? <laughs> yeah, dog, cat, horse, cow, oh, fish, whatever, like anything that whatever moves or crawls is. Yeah, it is ridiculous. Somebody was. How could somebody be that stupid though? Oh gosh, Roger! I, mean, it, I wanted everywhere. a guy to reach over and just check his pulse to make sure he was actually not a zombie. I would have liked to have somebody to look at him and say, "Okay, wait, let's go through this logically." Okay, what I don't want you eat to eat today. You what don't you eat, eat anything that comes from a farm, right? For the next week, and let's see how challenge. you do. Here's the challenge: you, you go. You don't have to. You can go. Let's see. You go one day without eating eat something from, from a farm. farm. <laughs> I know. It's like oh, uh, he. Well, again, How stupid without farming, thinking. he couldn't have a special st- – this is what they should have said. When was the last time you went to Starbucks? Oh, you know, like the other day. I mean, I got to have my Starbucks and blah, 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 blah. Well, those well, coffee beans came from a farm. Those coffee beans came from a farm. <laughs> you know your family has ties yeah, to, I've, I've to seen substances it. I've, in, in yeah. South and Central I've America. I've seen it myself. Coffee substances, um, not other substances. Right, not other things. We're talking coffee. <laughs> coffee. Um, I've absolutely seen I've been on a coffee farm. I've seen how hard these yeah. guys work. And you ain't says, getting coffee without a farm. Farming needs to stop because it's the main contributor to global warming. <laughs> you, you aren't getting your oh hoity-toity, tooty-fruity, moody-woody um, mocha without coffee farming. Yeah, with a twist. With a twist. And a half-calf something or other. Yeah, I don't know. Vente. Vente. Grande. Vente. Oh, what was that? Yeah. Vente. No, the guy did. Vente oh, there's 20. There was a dude on that. Yeah, who Paul Rudd was in that movie. Yes. He gave Role a speech. Play, I think. Uh, role models. Role models. And he says, he goes, I'll have a large coffee. He goes, you mean a venti? He goes, no, I mean a large. No, I mean a large. Because a venti is a large. He goes, no, venti is 20. <laughs> Grande is Spanish for large. Large is large. But tall is large. Venti is 20 for... Vente is the only one that's Italian. And it means 20. It, and it doesn't mean large. Congratulations. You're stupid in three languages. Stupid in three languages. <laughs> oh, I love that little clip. That's, oh, that's a great clip. Great Because sometimes they get really arrogant about that. Although I've mm-hmm. been in Starbucks and ordered a large something and they didn't question me. Right. They don't question it. Because they looked at I, me and probably went, no. I have to tell you, I've <laughs> never ordered anything from Starbucks and don't plan to. Oh, I've done it before. I've, I've well, been with there. our buddy. I've been there with, yes. And I've he's been like, there come on, get something, get something. Exactly. Like, okay, I'll have a hot chocolate. I've been there yeah. with people who do order. And the only thing I've ever gotten from there was, I want my pink cup, though. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. I don't understand that craze. Oh, but, my um, God. That's hysterical. I mean, it's a $45 cup, which is not ridiculous in the but, world of insulated tumblers. I can go get one for 25 bucks. Yeah, I'm With well, a dog on it. Yeah, yeah. I sure can. I've got, I bought a pink one. From, well, a, what's the from deal a Chinese with pink? place, it was I don't know. Starbucks had a limited edition. It's not no, the Starbucks one, that. but it's a pink. But it was six dollars. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Because I figured it was six bucks. I don't care what color it is. I can yeah. spray paint it if I want yeah, to. Yeah, right. You know, but for six Dude, bucks to get you, a forty ounce insulated cup with a handle, we should buy a few of those and put them on Facebook Marketplace. Hey, I got your well, pink cup right gotta, here. It's got to be the Starbucks Stanley one. Stanley Starbucks or Stanley something. Star- and Stanley does make good products. You know the cool thing oh, about yeah. this, the Stanley cup though. The Stanley Cup. I think I'm talking about hockey. As now. in hockey? <laughs> <laughs> hey, but, now everyone can get a Stanley Cup. That's They're right. All, psh, psh. But they used to sell the thermoses, you know, the big green thermoses with the chrome yeah, cap yeah, on them. Yeah, yeah. They get beat up that every working man had in their every lunchbox. Every working man had a lunchbox and a Stanley Cup. But yeah. it's funny because before they introduced their camping stuff or their outdoorsy line of stuff, they had a limited, they did tools and they did like the thermoses and lunchboxes and they were a $75 million a year company. 
Wow. Then they got into the other stuff, the camping stuff, the camping stoves, and, the and coffee now makers. $275 million dollar a year company. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, because that's, I mean, that's, most people can use an insulated cup more yeah. than they can a thermos. Absolutely, 100%. You know, I understand. I use 100%. one. I can play volleyball in the summertime and I'll fill that 40 oh, ounce cup up absolutely. with cold water and ice I and use, it'll stay all I use, day. Uh, I use one for soccer yeah. in the summer. Yeah, especially with a little bit of heat. ice and water, and it it'll stays stay all night. cold all night. Some outside all day in the sun, can, and it'll stay out there, and it'll yeah, stay frozen. It I works play, great. I can play tree games and uh, still yeah. have a cold So I understand, I understand the need for it, but absolutely. It's just, but all right, Roger, I am going to get out of here. You guys have fun talking about guns. That's right. Yeah, get back to Illinois real quick. Because that's what people need to know about. We're not going to Illinois. We're just going to tell you a story about Illinois. No, it's just the fact that the, all these people are practicing non-compliance. Excellent. And now, non-compliance is as American a thing as anybody's ever done. I mean, that's how the Revolutionary War started. Non-compliance. You know, they were asked to hand in their military-style assault weapons. And you're going, oh, they didn't have assault weapons. And I go, well, they had military-style weapons, which is what the media likes to call assault weapons, just military-style weapons. And the way they determine the difference with a muzzle loader is if your ramrod tool was made of metal instead of wood, then it was a military weapon. And they tried to confiscate all the military weapons from all the colonists before they uh, went in there and tried to take, take them over, you know, tax them unnecessarily or unfairly. That's when the whole tea thing happened in the harbor and Americans started drinking coffee. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, there, so this, this is no, the non-compliance is, it's great. Now they say some of the state attorneys even are publicly saying they won't be arresting or charging anyone for non-compliance. Now, if you're doing something stupid, like you're shooting people, then you'll probably get arrested and they'll throw that on top just as a cherry. But apparently the police are not willing to go after these people or prosecute them. In fact, they're actually keeping the registration site open, the portal open. In case you decide to register, you can still do it, even though the deadline has passed. But they're saying that they're going to allow people to do it even after the deadline. Now, I wonder, though, if you register after the deadline, does that open you up to possible criminal prosecution? I wonder how many people will actually fall for that one. Yeah, come register your gun after the deadline, and then they'll come and try and take it away or prosecute you for some reason. I just don't know. I wonder if that's really going to work. Is that going to open you up to criminal liability? Are they setting you up? Saying, yeah, come register it. Even if you didn't get it done before the deadline, come do it anyway. And then they're going to come and prosecute you for registering after the deadline. It just seems like if you're in Illinois, I would say just wait and see because there are lawsuits pending. And this thing has not been settled yet. They're still working on it. There's still court cases going on, and they're going to try and shut it down. So we'll see what happens. But to be in the middle of that is kind of crazy. But the fact that so many people are noncompliant and the law enforcement officers and uh, county district attorneys are saying, nope, we're not going to, we're not going to prosecute that. Maybe they, uh, they took their oath seriously when they said they would protect people. By constitutional, they will protect the Constitution and all it stands for. They're taking that oath seriously, and they're trying to do the right thing. And I just wonder if the extreme socialists in this state are going to come after and try and go after these people and try and put them in jail or make a make an example of somebody. 
that's usually what happens. Somebody gets made an example of, and that kind of spooks everybody else in either doing the right thing or moving out of the state or doing what they have to do to avoid prosecution <coughs> for exercising a constitutional right. So we're going to have to see what happens. And it's uh, it's crazy. Okay. But, uh, yeah, it's like in California. I was talking to somebody in California the other day, and they were telling me body armor is illegal to own in California. And I'm thinking body armor is completely defensive. There is no way it can be offensive unless you swing it around and hit somebody with it. All right. But that's something to consider, too. They're taking away possible defensive tools as well from people in California. In fact, there's a few states where it's illegal. All right, we're going to be right back after this. We're going to a quick break. I am Roger B. This is Locked and Loaded, and you're listening to America's Web Radio. If you want the truth about politics, medicine, weapons, classic cars, and more, you'll want to tune in to America's Web Radio. You can listen to all of your favorite shows live at www.americaswebradio.com or on demand on iTunes, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. That's www.americaswebradio.com. Hey, folks, this is Victor with the On Point with Victor show. Make sure you listen every Tuesday, 1 to 2, only right here on America's Web Radio, the On Point with Victor show. Remember, folks, I'm not angry. I'm just right. And you can find out why every Tuesday from 1 to 2, the On Point with Victor show, only right here on America's Web Radio. Veteran-owned, America's Web Radio would like to thank all of our incredible patrons. We wouldn't be able to do this without you. If you are not already a patron, you can help us continue to produce some of the most informative and entertaining shows on the Internet by becoming a patron. Patrons of America's Web Radio are the first to receive information about new shows and links to the latest podcast episodes. Join now and receive a free gift while supplies last. For more information and to join our family, please visit www.patreon.com slash America's Web Radio. If you have questions, contact us at gm at americaswebradio.com. And as always, thank you for listening. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the americasbroadcastnetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, I'm back. I'm Roger B. This is Locked and Loaded on America's Web Radio. And right before we left for the break, we we're talking about a defensive product that was made illegal in certain states. In California, I know for a fact, body armor is illegal for citizens to own. I bet the police have it there. I bet any politician who wants it can get what they want. In fact, there was a politician who went to visit um, a war zone somewhere. I think it was in uh, the Ukraine or somewhere. She went to visit a war zone, and she was wearing body armor. And I'm thinking... Your state, you passed a law saying your citizens cannot own it, and here you are wearing it anyway. But she figured, oh, well, I'm not in the United States. It's more dangerous here. Well, it's dangerous in the U.S. also. The rise of crime in major cities has been astronomical the last couple of years. It is going off the charts. And why not? You know, if you don't believe in guns, that's fine. You have that right. But you know what? Wouldn't it be nice to be able to have body armor so you can be defensive if you want it to be? Especially if your neighborhood is experiencing any kind of rise in crime, which happens more often than not. Especially in most urban areas, crime is on the rise. It's going up. It's getting worse. And police officers, there's less and less of them because the politicians – that control the police officers are not giving them the tools, the rights 
the ability to do the job the way it needs to be done. They're giving the criminals more rights than they do the victims, and they're giving the criminals more rights than they do the police officers. So eventually, like I say, right now there's a huge shortage of police officers officers in almost every urban environment there is. And as this grows, as less and less people find a law enforcement career satisfying or find out they can't, they won't be supported by the politicians who are supposed to be their biggest ally, you know what's going to happen then? Then there's going to be less and less police officers, more and more crime, and it's just going to get completely ridiculous. You're going to have to be your own first responder in every possible aspect. There's going to be no way to call the police and wait because most of them probably wouldn't even show up because if they end up shooting somebody who has a gun and they're threatening you, they may end up get going to jail or getting in more trouble by shooting a, a possible criminal than they will by shooting you. I know it sounds it sounds ridiculous and it is completely horrifying to think that, but it's probably true. You know, especially and police officers, especially when they come to domestic disputes, that's probably one of their most hated responses that they have to go to, or one of their most hated calls that they have to go to, because you never know where people stand, you never know what they're thinking, you never know how bad the situation is. And also, if there is a situation of domestic abuse or something like that, most of the time the victims will side with their abusers. After the fact, they decide, oh, you know, it was just an accident. It didn't mean he didn't mean to hit me. He didn't mean to do this. And they'll side with their abusers and blame the police officers for any damage they may cause if they're defending those people. So as the world turns, it's going to get worse and worse, especially in the United States, because we are going completely socialist and the socialists don't want people to have guns. They don't want you to be able to defend yourself. Look at every great socialist leader. I say great or infamous socialist leader, Lenin, Stalin, uh, Hitler, Mussolini. They all got rid of guns and those the Chinese one, Mao. Take, took care, took the guns away from all the people first thing. Cause that way an unarmed populace cannot fight them. If they have all the guns, that's it. You're done. You can't defend yourself against people with guns without a gun. Fortunately, the founding fathers saw fit to include the second amendment in our constitution to help protect that right. Cause I guarantee if there was no constitutional amendment, it would be gone. The politicians would have gotten rid of any right to keep and bear arms if it wasn't in a constitutional amendment, especially if it wasn't in the first 10 amendments. It'd be so easy for them to try and get it pulled out, changed, modified. And they're doing that already. They're not respecting the Second Amendment anyway. They're passing laws that violate it every day, even though they stand there, swear on a Bible to uphold the Constitution and what it stands for and the laws it represents they swear on one hand and they turn around and lie with the other. They're, they'll sign laws that are illegal with the other hand while they're taking a, a vow in the other, with the other hand to defend the Constitution and they'll deny it in the very next, next day. It's ridiculous. But unfortunately, people don't hold their politicians to high enough standards. They don't realize that if they don't hold these politicians to standards and just, even people who vote, if they just blindly vote for the guy they know all the time, or, oh, I know his name. I'll vote for him. That's not how you do this. People do a little research. You know, I mean, what they say, babies, diapers, and politicians have to be changed often and for the same reason. 
Yeah, I think Mark Twain said that, but I'm not, I wouldn't swear to it, but I think that was his. Yeah, I mean, that's the same thing. You know, politicians get full of poop, baby's diapers get full of poop, you have to change them. You need fresh ones. And unfortunately, without um, term limits, these people can stay in office for decades, literally decades. They can die on the floor of the Congress or Senate voting against your rights to keep guns, even though their armed entourage Paid for by taxpayers is fine for them. They don't see any conflict of interest having armed guards around them 24-7 paid for by the very people they're trying to take the right away from. So they basically think they themselves and their families are more valuable than you and your family. If you have any politicians that's voting against gun rights and yet has public protection through guys with guns, that guy needs that guy or girl or Whatever gender needs to get out of office right away, and you need to help vote them out. I still think the ballot box is the best place to be able to defend gun rights and uphold the Constitution and keep things fair, but it's it's getting skeptical now. It's kind of amusing that uh, these people are fighting so hard against a right that was designed to protect them from tyranny, oppression, uh, misuse of government powers, misappropriation of government funds, anything that can happen that government can take advantage of, it was meant to protect the people from those illegal activities. But yet people just vote for things based on the promises of security. Oh, you don't need a gun. We'll take care of you. Yeah, you're going to trust somebody you don't know to defend you and your family and your property against criminals who have no respect for the law whatsoever. You know, and you say, oh, well, you know, cops are there to do their job, and they are. But there's not a cop for every person in the city. There's not even a, barely a cop for every block in the city. Like I said before, they're getting less and less police officers in major cities all over the country. Less and less people want to do the job because they don't have the support. Now, some smaller cities or smaller towns are going back to a grassroots system where the police are meeting with people, meeting with neighborhoods, getting to know the people that they're policing. And that's the best thing they can do because then if they become part of the community, if they know people, business owners, things like that in the community, they're less likely to be abusive to those people and they're more likely to feel like their job means something, like they're getting they're getting the support they need from people in the community. But when the community doesn't support them and they don't stand up for their police officers – then you're going to get police officers who don't care, just collecting a paycheck, or they're going to be looking for an easy retirement and find a way out. And once they get out, finding a replacement for them is going to be more and more difficult because it's not as, I guess it's not as prestigious a job as it used to be. I mean, it used to be policemen commanded respect, and they deserved it. A lot of them still do. However, the fact that the politicians control what the police officers can and can't do and how they're supposed to act in certain situations means they're losing respect of the community by what the politicians are putting into place. You know, I I guess I would say prior to probably, I don't know, two, three decades before, there were a lot of police officer citizen interactions were probably favorable. Now it seems like almost any time you have to deal with a police officer, it's rare that it's a favorable interaction. Unfortunately, most of us are getting traffic tickets. That's probably, I bet that's the number one interaction between police officers and citizens is when they get traffic tickets or traffic violation tickets. 
And you know, it's hard to want to, you know, it's hard to want to interact with police officers because all your experience you have with them is negative. Now, a lot of them want to do the right thing, but unfortunately, they are under control of politicians. They're told what to do by politicians, police chiefs, and they've become a source of revenue for cities, counting, counties, municipalities. All of them are relying on police officers to raise money. That seems like it's their main job of late. You know, that's what they have to do. That's what they're being instructed to do. And most of them didn't sign up for that. They're not. I mean, I, re- I remember I knew several police officers <clears throat> a while back, and most of them hated writing tickets. That was their least favorable thing to do, least thing they liked to do. But unfortunately, it was a good job. It had good security. And if you could get your quota for the tickets for the day, for the week, whatever, you had a pretty easy job, especially with traffic violations. You know, because most people, most people driving around are decent citizens. They're not looking for trouble. They don't like the fact that they're getting tickets, but most of them are not going to go beyond cussing under their breath or mumbling a little bit when they take the ticket. But most of them will follow through with the procedure. They'll do what they have to do. And their interaction with the police officer is fairly minimal. You know, and a lot of police officers will express this attitude saying, you know, I hate to have to do this, but you know what? You were speeding at 70 miles an hour in a 25 mile an hour school zone. You know, and that's something that needs to be corrected. You know, who can't have you doing that? You know, and there are extreme situations where the police officers are absolutely right for writing tickets. But there are other areas where you get into it and it's just, you know, they're trying to set up a trap. They're trying to do something where they just need to raise money for that city or that county or whatever. And that, unfortunately, has become their job. Most of them who are out on the road, that's what they do. They write tickets to support their departments and support their counties and their cities because the politicians are so greedy they can't make enough money anywhere else and they want to have all this money for their special programs for whatever else it is they want to try and run with or whatever kickback they're trying to get from contractors or whatever else. And I wouldn't say all politicians are corrupt, but I would say a majority of them, meaning more than 50%, probably find ways to give an advantage to themselves while they're serving in office. And I hate to say that because I wish it wasn't true, but just, I mean, it seems like all the stories we read about politicians these days are so few of them that actually are standing up for people and for general rights and for constitutional rights, for civil rights when it comes to things like that. Most of them are just in there to make money and it's their job. And it's hard to find people who are willing to sacrifice to do that kind of job. Politicians are just not easy to find the good ones. And there are a few. There are several. But unfortunately, I don't think it's enough to make a difference. And you know why? Because we don't vote for the right ones. You have to put the right ones in office. They have to be voted for. They have to be endorsed. They have to be supported. And you have to get involved. Talk to these politicians. Find out where they stand on certain issues. See how they voted on those issues that they talked to you about. They tell you one thing, but you look at their record and they voted a completely different way. That's not the guy you want. Look look around. Do your research. There has never been an easier time to do research, to find out information. The Internet has made sure everybody has access to every bit of information almost throughout history. When someone said something... It's been recorded. Somebody's got a record of it. It's been put in quotes, and you can find it. So you'll know if these people are lying to you or not. 
They may tell you everything you want to hear, but it comes down to it. Did they actually act the way they said they were going to? And if we do this, we put the best people we can find in office, people who actually believe they're going to help, they're going to do a good job, they're going to protect our rights, they're going to protect our wallets, they're going to do what's in the best interest of the people, those are the people we need to vote for. And unfortunately, people with 20 years' experience, they're probably not those people. Those are probably not the people you want to put back in office again. Having experience in politics is limited. I think there's a point of diminishing return. Once you get past a certain point, I wonder what percentage of politicians are going to do the right thing when they come across that, you know, that decision or when they have to cross that road or go down that fork in the road, which way they're going to go. And I'm hoping that if people will get smarter about who they vote for, do a little bit of research, find out if this politician stands with you in your ideology, no matter which side of the aisle you're on, no matter what you want, see if that politician stands with you and see if he'll do his job without corruption in the way that you best see fit. Because these guys are not rulers. They're, they're barely leaders, but they are representatives. <clears throat> we vote for them to represent us in a larger body of law-making individuals. We send them to a state Congress, a state Senate, national Congress, national Senate, and we have them represent what we hope to be in our best interest. And there's plenty of guys out there who probably will vote like that, will do what they can, and you know what? Unfortunately, the politics is so corrupt, the honest guys are going to get lied about, they're going to get told they can't do it, they're going to have stories made up about them. They're going to tell you why you shouldn't vote for the the most honest guy or the most direct person. And yeah, everybody's made mistakes. Everybody has a past that they're probably something, something in everybody's past is probably something they're not proud of. And you know what? Hopefully you learn from your mistakes and you move on. But when you get rewarded for being crooked or being corrupt, then how are you going to be able to vote for the right person? You're going to have to delve deeper. That's all I'm asking, everybody. I think the ballot box will still work, but we as citizens have to take that responsibility seriously. We have to do the research, find out who the best people are, and vote for the best people to represent us. If we don't, then we're just blowing our chance, and it's our responsibility. It's the voter's responsibility. Because you had a chance to vote for somebody better, and you didn't do it. Now, this is kind of interesting. Like I say, coming back to the Illinois thing, it seems like most of these departments, most of these attorneys, most of these law enforcement officers are not willing to enforce this law. So it seems like very a majority of them are not wanting to enforce the law. Now, there are a few in, uh, let's see, Cook County or Lake County. Those are the two biggest, I think, counties around the Chicago area. Those, they're willing to... Those are probably the guys who are willing to try and enforce this. So where you need guns the most in the heart of the one of the worst, where one of the least safe cities in the country, where you need the most protection for yourself and your family is where you're least likely to be given the right to have it, when you're least likely to be able to take advantage of the Second Amendment to defend yourself and family. And the criminals there know this, and that's where they're going to work. That's where they're going to commit these crimes because they know that they're protected. They know the police officers there would rather arrest somebody who's violating a registration than someone who's actually committing a crime. New New York did the same thing. You know, if it's less than $900, they're not going to pursue the crime. 
So they're basically giving criminals a free ride to go out there and steal anything less than $900 and get away with it. Now, granted, if they get caught, they may be prosecuted, but they'll be out in less than 24 hours out to do it again. So you have to decide how far do you want to take your protection? How, how far are you willing to go to defend your family and your property? Now, I know a lot of people are geographically linked to a certain area and can't just get up and move to a different area. You may have a business specific to a certain area that you can't go somewhere else. You may have family nearby and they may be linked to that area. But you know what? A lot of people are looking at opportunities outside of some of these socialist areas and they're finding a way out. <clears throat> it's happening more and more. The biggest cities are losing more and more people than they ever have. I mean, California has been negative. I believe they're negative uh, growth for the last decade at least. Prior to that, California was growing at an astronomical rate every single year, year after year. Decade after decade, they were growing because California is a beautiful state. It has some of the the best environments. They have desert. They have oceans. They have mountains. They have everything. California has a huge variety of environments. The weather is phenomenal there. But unfortunately, the politicians make it almost unbearable to want to stay. It's one of the highest tax states in the country, along with New York and New Jersey and a few others that I can't remember all of them, but they're one of the most heavily taxed people in the country if you make over a certain amount of money. And I think it's a relatively small amount. I want to say if it's over seventy-five dollars to $100,000 in a household, you will get taxed more than anybody at the lower. The lower parts get all the advantages and people making a little more. The middle class gets hit with the largest tax burden. And the rich people pay a lot out there, but they don't care because they have enough money. It's not going to make a difference to them whether their tax rate is 35 or 42%. While for the average working guy, it's going to make a huge difference, a 5% tax break. It's going to make a huge difference. That's why it seems amazing to me that people are still bashing Trump, even though he came in and cut taxes across the board for everybody. But, of course, what are they constant? Oh, he cut taxes to the rich. He cut taxes for everybody. Every single person who was paying an income tax got a tax break. And that gives you more money for your family, more money for groceries, more money to send your kids to college, to better schools, to have a safer car. Whatever it is you want, you have more money when the government takes less of your paycheck. And a lot of people say, oh, I get money back every year. So, yeah, but how much did you pay? You don't get, do you get excited when the, when the store clerk gives you your change back thinking, hey, I got money back. No, you don't. It's money you deserve back. You're supposed to get it back. You overpaid. They owe you change. That's the same way with most of our taxes. They go in, you overpay during the year, and then you get your change back. Now, granted, what this does do is give people more money to buy guns at certain times of the year, which is phenomenal. Of course, you know, tax, when tax returns come back, and people get money money back. Guns are a high priority item for a lot of people, as well they should be, especially if you live in a big city where your politicians are corrupt and your crime is spiraling out of control. You might need that tax return to go buy guns or buy ammo. But, of course, in a lot of these big cities, they try and limit your access to those things. Like in California, you have to have a card, a permit to buy ammo in California. You can't just buy ammunition whenever you want to. You have to go to an authorized dealer to get it. You can't buy any ammo out of state. 
Now you can buy it out of state on the internet, but you have to have you have to have it shipped to a dealer who's willing to receive it for you, and I'm sure and they're going to charge you a fee for doing the transaction. So I understand these guys are protecting their business because they want to be the ones to sell you ammo and then make the money on it. But in a lot of states, you can just have your ammo delivered right to your door, and that's easier for everybody who's an enthusiast. Now, would criminals do this? I don't know. They might, you know, get ammunition delivered. They probably would find a way around it because most of them probably wouldn't be able to get a credit card to do the shopping online unless it's stolen or forged or something like that either. There's a whole bunch of different ways to get to commit crimes. And criminals are so ingenious, they're finding new ways every single day. And until we can get past that and the law enforcement's doing what it needs to do, instead of just raising money for the city or county or municipality, then we're going to have a problem with crime. Because crime doesn't pay for most cities to go after criminals. doesn't pay. Most criminals can't afford to pay fines. They take money out of the system by having to stay in prisons or jails. It costs money to keep them there. So a lot of times cities will look at it and go, you know what? It's not feasible for us to increase our rate of incarceration because that's money we have to spend. We don't want to spend that money. We want to spend money on having policemen write tickets that they can collect money on and increase revenues. And it's unfortunate that it's come to this, but that's how things are beginning to evolve. And if that doesn't change soon... Because I'm pretty sure most police officers in the country would rather fight real crime than write tickets. From what I've heard from people I've talked to who are in law enforcement, they would rather go after the criminals. They would actually rather do real police work than to be fundraisers for the politicians. So that's something to consider, too. I mean, I don't want to bash all police officers because most of them want to do the best job they can. But unfortunately, most of all their departments, most of all their policy comes from politicians. That's where they get their guidelines to work by. And as they get guidelines from politicians, it's going to become more based on raising revenue than anything else. So they won't get to do, quote, unquote, real police work. They'll be raising revenues, collecting taxes, to keep the department flush with cash so they can, you know, provide kickbacks to all the people high enough up in the office or do make donations to politicians in big cities when they need to rerun for an office. It's unfortunately become so entangled and so twisted that it needs to be separated. The law enforcement needs to be a separate entity not controlled by politicians. Politicians do not need to write policy for law enforcement officers. <clears throat> Law enforcement officers need to have their own people writing policy in the best interest of the people they are trying to protect and serve. That's something you don't see all the time, but protect and serve should always be in the forefront of every law enforcement officer's mind. And, you know, a lot of what they can do, they'd probably much rather have closer ties with the community, know the community leaders or community representatives. They'd rather get to know them and work with them rather than being the bad guy with a lot of citizens. And it's unfortunate that the politicians put them in this particular situation. They put them, they put them in a point of a disadvantage, which is unfortunate, very unfortunate. But that's what we have to work with. But again, when you get a chance to vote for a sheriff or you get a chance to vote for a, you know, in a, uh, public attorney or whatever it is you get to vote for in law enforcement, uh, the attorney general's office, you get to vote for an attorney general, Look carefully how they react 
to criminals and crime. Look how they want to treat citizens versus how they treat criminals. You have to look at these things, and I know it's hard work. You'd rather be watching a football game, watching a sitcom, seeing an old movie, rather than looking up and learning about your potential choices for politics. And for those who say, oh, I don't vote for politics, one vote doesn't matter, yeah, you and the 10,000 people who say that together are the reason why a lot of the worst politicians end up getting in the office, because you don't vote against them. Sometimes elections are lost by several hundred votes, and that's all it takes. So stand up, take the time, do your research, find out what you need to learn about these people, and vote for the ones who are going to protect your rights. Vote for the ones who are not going to vote for all the gun control to take away your weapons and not enable you to defend yourself against these criminals who oftentimes are well-armed, well-funded, and have agendas that include eliminating you from certain neighborhoods, eliminating you, separating you from your hard-earned things, and separating you from possibly your life or your family's lives. You do not want to be someone who loses a life to a criminal and your kids and your spouse have to go and suffer through your loss. Don't be that guy. Vote for the people who are willing to protect you and protect your rights to defend yourself. Because you can't rely on the government to defend you all the time. You need to learn to do that yourself. If you have any interest in learning, definitely take advantage of that. If you don't want to learn, then find another way. Find a non-lethal way to defend yourself and find a way to protect yourself in the event of encounters with criminal elements. You know, and body armor is a good way to do that. Now, not everybody can wear body armor every day, but I would not, I would not be opposed to people buying body armor just to keep in their houses, just to protect themselves in case of an event where we had all the rioting in 2020, where we had the, uh, what is it, the, um, the independent zones in Washington set up in Seattle where there was no law enforcement allowed in those certain areas. If you had body armor, you were probably better protected than 90% of the people or 95% of the people in that area. And it gave you a better chance against the criminal element. And it is not offensive at all. It's purely a defensive thing to own. So keep that in mind, and that's something you should go look at. Hopefully by next week I'm going to put together uh, research on body armor, and I'm going to give you the rundown, give you the different levels and things like that. But until then, I am Roger B. This is Locked and Loaded, and you're listening to America's Web Radio. The views, opinions, and content of the show hosts and their guests appearing on America's Web Radio are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the station. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.